You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome into a Friday game day eve edition of the podcast. Holy War Eve edition of the podcast. We're getting you ready for BYU and Utah set to square off for the first time in two years tomorrow night at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We'll let you know my thoughts on the game, give you my prediction. We'll also play fill in the blank, part two of our crossover with Locked On Utes and Brian Brown. What does he have to say about the Utes? You will learn a little bit more about your hated rival to the north. We'll also cover everything else going on in the Big 12. Expecting an announcement at some point today that the Big 12 has formally issued invitations to each of the four schools rumored to be in contention to become members of the conference. We'll talk a little bit more about the exit from the West Coast Conference for the Cougars with some details on the figures. A whole lot of stuff to cover, so let's waste no more time and get into it. A reminder for you guys that today's show is brought to you by our friends over the Locked On NFL channel. Of course, a great game last night with Tampa Bay coming from behind late to beat the Dallas Cowboys. It is not too late to listen to the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 for previews of every team and every division from local NFL experts and Odyssey's NFL national experts. Search Ultimate Season Preview 2021 on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, without further ado, here on a Friday, let's get it going. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for September 10th, 2021. What's good, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And a thank you, thank you, thank you for your support of the podcast, as always. Hope you guys have all had a great week. And, of course, the weekend is here. And it is Holy War Eve. We are getting ready for BYU in Utah to square off down at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Utah fans obviously crowing, hashtag 10 is coming. BYU fans, if you're listening to this, hoping that hashtag one is coming. You end the streak. I am hopeful that BYU can end the streak, folks. I truly am. I, I want to see some more balance in this rivalry. Eight of the past nine games, excuse me, seven of the past nine games, eight have been one-score games, nah, whatever. It's been very, very close. Just BYU has not been able to get over the top. And it's been unfortunate, plain and simple. And the hope is that BYU will be able to get one over on their rival and hopefully avoid uh, having to wait another two years after this before getting another crack at it. Just to think that, that BYU could be on a 10-game losing streak in more than 15 years without having beaten their rival potentially. Man, it does not uh, sound appealing in the least. I can tell you that much. But we'll talk more about that here in a moment. Uh, By the way, if you're a new listener to the show, thanks for checking in. Hope you guys will join us every single day because we are your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars, no matter what others might claim out there. But let's talk a little bit about the Big 12. Obviously expecting an announcement at some point earlier on in the day today. I don't have a specific time. I have searched high and low. I have reached out 
to a myriad of different folks who have been feeding me information, and nobody seems to quite know when the Big 12 Board of Trustees or the Big 12's Executive Committee is supposed to actually convene a meeting and formally, as is expected, issue invitations to BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF to become members of the Big 12. Doing a little digging on this, though, Cincinnati has convened a meeting, which is supposed to start at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Cincinnati is on Eastern Time. So that means 7.30 a.m. here locally in Utah, as they will begin discussing uh, all of the, what are they calling it? The Board of Trustees is going to convene to meet about the future of the University of Cincinnati's football and other sports, as well as what they are going to do moving forward. Essentially, they're going to formally approve that if an invitation comes from the Big 12, they're accepting that invitation and they'll be happy members of the Big 12 conference. BYU does not operate the same way as other universities because of its private nature. We all know this. They're not subject to FOIA. They're not subject to a lot of different things. And BYU is not going to go out there and absolutely crow, well, we have completed our application for the Big 12. We have accepted our invitation to the Big 12. I don't I don't expect BYU to make every step, and they well, at least they haven't to this point. They have not made every step that they have made in this venture public and I don't expect them to. I've talked to enough people who are in the know that I know that BYU is expected to accept that invitation whenever it shows up today. Whether it's on Tom Homo's desk at 7 a.m. It's uh, 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time or whether it's later on in the day, around the noon hour, BYU is expected to accept the invitation to become proud members of the Big 12 Conference. Now, there have been questions asked to me all week long, and I've been asking around about it, about when BYU would be able to exit the West Coast Conference for their other sports. Well, I knew uh, that in talking with people that there were two contingency plans being formulated by BYU in the West Coast Conference. One, in case BYU opted or needed to go to the Big 12 Conference, or wanted, I guess is probably the better term, wanted to go to the Big 12 Conference in 2022. The West Coast Conference had started beginning formulating plans for that. Most of the reports out there indicate that all four teams are expected to join ahead of the 2023 season, giving uh, some lead time for the three other schools who are members of the American Athletic Conference to get out of their obligations with that conference before joining the Big 12. BYU football could jump into the Big 12 in 2022. There's nothing holding that back. But I think BYU wants to take all of its sports, Sands men's volleyball, which will remain in the MPSF conference, uh, the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation. It's not a conference, it's a federation, but still a conference. Uh, They'll take all the sports. I think they'd like to move them all at the same time. So it is my opinion that 2023 is still the target year for BYU, but I don't know that for certain. Things could change in that front. Now, in terms of the exit from the West Coast Conference, Nicole Auerbach, to her credit, she is just absolutely insane at what she does finding this information. She tweeted this out yesterday. Clarity on the BYU West Coast Conference exit fee situation per a source. BYU would need to give the West Coast Conference 24 months before the fiscal year in which a withdrawal is effective to avoid payment. So, BYU, if they were able to give two years of notice, they actually wouldn't pay a dime to get out of the West Coast Conference. Continuing, if notice is between 12 and 24 months, they pay 500000 If notice is less than 12 months, they pay $1 million. Okay, folks, I'll put it this way. If I'm Tom Homo, I call up Gloria Navarez and the West Coast Conference and say, guys, 
It's been an absolute privilege and an honor. Thank you, thank you, thank you for letting us have a home for men's basketball and our other sports for the better part of a decade. We've competed well. We've won a number of championships. Lavelle Edwards is, and Jimmer Fredette are somehow members of your guys' uh, Hall of Fame, even though they never played in this conference. But nonetheless, would you like, uh, would you like to have via Venmo cash credit? How do you want me to pay that? And I think BYU is willing to pay the million dollars. Honestly, I think BYU, that's chump change. Relatively speaking, trust me, a million dollars would change all of our lives. I can tell you this much. If I had a million dollars hit my bank account, uh, my ship would have come in. But in the the realm that BYU exists in, the college athletics realm, it's a billion-dollar business out there. A million dollars is relative chump change. BYU, yeah, they may negotiate it, maybe only pay the 500K because they're well within that 12 to 24 month window to pay the $500,000 and everything's negotiable, but it's a million dollars. Hey, donor X, Y, and Z, I need uh, 250K from you, 250K from you, 250K, and I've got uh, 250K over here. There's our million dollars. Here you go, West Coast Conference, and we're free and clear. That's, uh, and they'll do it nicer than that because it's BYU, but that's really what we're looking at here. So all things looking up folks. And I know many of you have been like, Oh, well, I'm just afraid that at the last second, something's going to happen. You know what? Crazier things have happened. I understand that, but I have been consistent. If you've been listening to this podcast for the better part of the past two weeks, I've been very consistent in all of my sourcing, all of them and said, it's smooth sailing. This is happening. The Big 12 is in need. They understand what BYU brings and BYU is going to be a member of the Big 12 conference. So get excited, folks. This is happening and it is a very, very exciting time if you're a BYU fan. I look forward to it. I don't care what other fan bases may say out there, certain media, pseudo media members as I call them, saying that it's a power four. You know what? The Big 12 is going to be on par with the Clemson, Clemson-less ACC. So you take the other 13 teams in the ACC, I would say this new Big 12 is as competitive, if not more competitive than that conference. And let's be honest, outside of maybe one to two teams in the vaunted Pac-12, who in the world thinks that the Big 12 couldn't compete there either? This is a Power 5 conference. And you know what? Winning is what's going to build their reputation. And I sure as hell hope that the sustain the 12 movement, I guess that's what BYU fans, you guys are going with out there. You know what? I hope this Big 12 has a gritty chip on its shoulder and just starts kicking ass and taking names. Sorry for the crass language there. But nonetheless, just go out there, punk everybody else, and earn that respect. Be the schoolyard bully. Punch the bully in the nose and take over the schoolyard and show, oh, you think we're the weak weak link? No, you guys are the weak link. That's what I'm looking forward to. So exciting times ahead, folks. Hoping to have an official announcement. And if and when that comes down, I'll be happy to do a special edition to revel and celebrate a little bit like we did yesterday, maybe even to a larger degree. So should be fun and hope you guys are enjoying everything that's going on with the future of BYU athletics. And oh, by the way, this is an indication that BYU athletics ain't going anywhere, folks. You're not going to jump into this conference and then... Well, we've decided to shut down athletics at BYU. I'm never gonna say never. You never can say never on that, but sure looks like BYU's in it for the long haul, don't? Isn't it? No matter what some Utah fans may claim or Utah State fans may claim. So, 
Crazy times, but fun times all the same. BYU is entering the big time, and we all know that a certain team up north that we're going to preview next does not like the fact that suddenly their chief thing that they've had holding over BYU for the last part of a better part of a decade, well, more than a decade now, is all of a sudden gone. Poof. Into the wind. Power 5 status. We have it. You don't. Oh, wait. They have it again. Uh, yeah. There are going to be a lot of angry Utah fans, and I'm here for it, folks. I am here for all of the smoke. All right, coming up in just a minute, I'll give you guys some of my thoughts on the Utes, what to expect from the game tomorrow, and then as we wrap up today's show, Brian Brown, my co-host over there at Locked On Utes, here with fill-in-the-blank on the Utah football program. Who should you know about? He'll try and fill in those blanks for you guys here in just a little bit. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. You know what's going to sustain BYU as they make this transition to the to the Big 12 in part? It's to sustain what Built Bar is doing for all of BYU football's walk-ons. They are paying the tuition of all BYU football team member walk-ons uh, wow, I just butchered that. They're paying the tuition for all of the walk-ons in the BYU football program. That is awesome. They're also paying all BYU football players members of the football program if they are on scholarship an extra thousand bucks. It is a way to support BYU Athletics. You can support Built Bar and do it. And the best part about Built Bar, they're absolutely delicious. Nine base flavors out there. They actually recently launched a protein uh, bar puff. Uh, it's a, more of a marshmallow type of a deal that I've been waiting on for the better part of a year. Banana cream pie. I was sent a sample box of that almost a year ago, and I gobbled those down in probably one to two days, and I've been waiting on them to launch that. I love Built Bars. I am not ashamed of admitting that to the heavens, but the best part about Built Bars, they're healthy for you guys. 17 to 18 grams of protein in each bar. Calorie ranges from 130 to just 180 calories. Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all of them tasty, all of them healthy. Get to Built.com, place your order there, and while you're there, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off that order. And get enjoying the best tasting protein bars and support BYU athletes while you're doing it. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at All Guard Pest Control, a local pest control company located in Utah County. But the nice part is they're capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front, no matter where you might be. Whether it's uh, Davis-Weaver area, Salt Lake County, even on to Tooele and Wasatch counties, if you have anything regarding uh, pest control needs, all Guard is capable of servicing you guys. Seth Barrett is the owner. has become a dear friend of mine. He has been on this podcast, and he would love to help you get rid of whatever you're dealing with. Spiders, ants, vermin, uh, cockroaches, termites, no matter what it is, they have the tools, the know-how, and just the overall expertise to abate the situation for you guys. Well, What I love about their new website, by the way, you can go check it out, allguardpestcontrols.com, pestcontrols with an S, You can actually uh, select or click on whichever pest you happen to be noticing you have a problem with. It actually gives you some details on what you're dealing with, what you're facing, and what you can do to help abate the problem, guys. It's really, really informative, and it keeps you guys up to speed on everything you need to know about as a homeowner, a business owner. And by the way, they do both commercial and residential pest control. So no matter what you're looking for, as I mentioned, All Guard can handle it. Reach out to them. 
them. Phone number 801-851-1812. 801-851-1812. Let them know that Locked On Cougars and Jake Hatch sent you. They have servers my home multiple times over the past few years, and I cannot recommend them enough. That's All Guard Pest Controls at allguardpestcontrols.com or their phone number 801-851-1812. I admittedly am a sucker for rivalry games. I love them in all facets, especially in college football, and I truly believe that the Holy War, Church and State, the rivalry game, BYU versus Utah, whatever you want to term it, I truly believe it is one of the top five rivalries in all of college football. Yes, I think it is truly that big of a rivalry, even if it doesn't get some of the national attention that other so-called big rivalries get. Auburn, Alabama, Notre Dame, USC, that type of stuff. I truly believe that these two programs, speaking of the Utes and the Cougars, they are that bitter arrivals and it is that good of a series, even though Utah does own that nine-game winning streak. Now, what to expect from tomorrow night's game? Well, I expect it not to kick off right away at 8.15 as it is currently scheduled for because ESPN likes to overbook themselves and games go long because it's college football. So you're probably going to see this game kick off around 8.30, which means uh, as we draw closer and closer to midnight, there will obviously be those absolutely hilarious jokes on Twitter saying, well, BYU forfeits at midnight. Huh? Stop it. it you know what? I, I I put up with a lot on social media. Crap like that gets so old. It's so overplayed and so overblown. But I'm probably really just kind of flying off the cuff here on this edition of the podcast. And hope you guys are enjoying it. But I look forward to this game. Uh, players to know from Utah. I think you need to know about Charlie Brewer. This is a guy, not the biggest arm in the world, also not the biggest guy in the world. I have stood next to him. He's not a prototypical quarterback, but what he does have is a proven ability, nearly 10,000 yards passed for in his career uh, between Baylor and, of course, the first game he played for the University of Utah. A very strong pedigree. He is Texas royalty in terms of Texas Longhorn royalty. His grandfather and father were stars for the Longhorns. As I mentioned, he's, he's not the biggest guy he probably would be playing at Texas but what he does have is a very accurate arm this guy can make throws and he puts it right on dudes that is something to keep an eye on in tomorrow night's game I also like the four-headed uh, group of running backs that Utah is using right now. Tavion Thomas, he looks every bit the part of the next star running back for Utah. And he is 6'3", 230 pounds. You're going to hear more about him from Brian Brown here in just a little bit. Keep an eye on him, folks. He's an absolute load. Makai Bernard, to me, is Utah's version of Lopini Katoa. And what I mean by that is a guy who's a very good runner, but also very, very capable as a pass catcher out of the backfield. Just a multi-talented, dynamic athlete at running back. A nice compliment. Uh, so Tavion Thomas in this scenario is Tyler Algier. And Lopini Katoa is Makai Bernard. And those are guys to keep an eye on. They also have Chris Curry and TJ Pledger, both graduate transfers in. I uh, haven't necessarily shown as much so far, but they've got four very capable running backs. The offensive line for Utah, very much still in flux. They've had issues keeping guys healthy during training camp. And if I'm BYU, some of that pressure you showed against Arizona might not be the worst thing to uh, try and test this offensive line depth for Utah and see if you can get after uh, get after the quarterback, get, uh, get their 
their running backs on their heels a little bit. I think it would be an advantage. On defense, the defensive line for Utah does not have a true headliner this year. It feels like as a star, Mika Tafu is probably the closest to that at defensive end, but they are very talented along that defensive front. It's a hallmark of Kyle Whittingham's tenure at Utah is to have an elite defensive line. Like I mentioned, maybe not the absolute headliners, first, second, third round type talents, but they have a lot of depth and they're quite talented along that defensive front. BYU's offensive line is going to really have to show up in this game. Keep a guy like Jaron Hall on his feet, allow the running backs to get ahead of steam, get some momentum running downhill if they want to have success. Uh, The cornerbacks and safeties for Utah, talented, but still somewhat young. And I feel like some experienced guys, especially in the case of of a Samson Nakua, they should be able to take advantage a little bit of that. Neil Pau was in a boot most of this week. I know a number of you out there probably wondering about that. Uh, based on what I hear, it's more of a precautionary measure, precautionary measure, more of a minor injury that he's making sure he stays healthy and is able to play uh, tomorrow night. I'm fully expecting him on the field. I do not expect Gunnar Romney to play. That is a loss for BYU. He has a knee injury. Uh, I believe it's an MCL injury. The severity of it depends on who you talk to. But what I have been told is I do not expect to see him against Utah. Never going to say never, but I do not expect to see him out there. Other injury concerns, Jake Oldroyd, I hope he's able to go, but he was out there, according to most people I talked to in Las Vegas, kicking before the game and then calls over the trainers and suddenly is a scratch. So hopefully he's able to play. Max Tooley did not play against Utah. I expect him to see what he can do in warm-ups ahead of this game to see if he can get out there and play. And then the Nakua brothers, both Samson and Puka, I am expecting both of them to be fully available for this contest. So kind of what I know about injury concerns for BYU right there, you guys can go Go and uh, blather on about it wherever you guys want. I don't. I'm not going to stop you from telling your family and friends and passing off as information that you got from somewhere. Just know that I am your hashtag sources who fed you the information. But uh, really looking forward to this contest. Uh, one guy on defense for Utah I did not mention quite yet. Devin Lloyd. He is the best linebacker in this state. I don't think it's necessarily close. I love Keenan Peely. I love Peyton Wilgar. I think they're very talented athletes. I think both of them have a potential NFL future. I can tell you this much. Devin Lloyd is a first-round NFL draft pick, in my opinion. He is that good. He is an absolute terror. He makes plays all over the field, and I think that BYU is going to have to make sure they know where he is at at all times. I think uh, BYU should be able to hopefully... This is just me hoping BYU can take advantage a little bit of what the other linebackers at Utah, some of their inexperience maybe, and use the tight ends, use Mason Wake, use some of these receivers to get an advantage against uh, some of their slower linebackers. But Devin Lloyd is not the guy to try and uh, pick off. He is very, very good and more than capable of ruining your game plan. He is just absolutely phenomenal. And if I'm sounding too pro-Utah, I apologize, but nonetheless, I really, really like his game. All right, so there you go. Some of the details on what to expect from this contest. Uh, More details to come in just a minute as Brian Brown uh, will do fill in the blanks with us, part two of our crossover with Locked On Utes. We talked about BYU fill in the blanks yesterday. We're going to talk Utah fill in the blanks in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Stat Hero. Did you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? If we're really being honest with ourselves, 
yourself? Is it all that surprising? You're playing against experts who do it literally for a profession and playing against thousands of other people. It just really stacks the deck against you guys. So if you're tired of getting killed by the daily fantasy sports experts out there, don't play the experts. Play the house with our friends at Stat Hero. Here's how it works. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups and dares you to beat them head to head. Really, really simple. It's a fantasy matchup. You name your stakes. It's winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else is doing that. You are in total control. Stat Hero is the DFS the way it was meant to be, one-on-one. Play now and change the odds and put them in your favor. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free. And right now, you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match, guys. 300% back. Take advantage of it now. Stathero.com slash locked on. Once again, that's stathero.com slash locked on. Welcome back to the crossover podcast between the Locked On Utes and the Locked On Cougars. My name is Brian Brown. I am the host of one of those shows. You can likely guess which one it is. If you do recognize my voice and if you do not, welcome. I'm here with a good friend of mine and a great Utah fan. No, that's a lie. Also the co-host of the Locked On Utes and the host of Locked On Cougars, Jake Hatch. As we introduce you, the fans, to the Rivalry Week crossover episode here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Jake and I started things out with... uh, uh, a, a fun game, I guess we can uh, a wordplay. I, I don't even know. Word I should know good. these things. Wordplay's good. I yeah. Like Wanted to introduce Utah fans to the BYU Cougars as if they didn't already know who they were and haven't been scouting them all year long. The expert one, Jake Hatch, just blessed the timeline, so to speak, with all the facts that Utah fans need to know as they scout the BYU Cougars. We plan on returning the favor now with Locked on Utes. Jake, thank you so much for being such a gracious host earlier. The floor is yours, my friend. Do with it what you please, even if that means doing the Carlton or the robot. Okay, I'm not doing either of those, first off, because those will be recorded and put on social media randomly to embarrass me to no end. So we're not doing that, first off. But I'm going to do similar to what we we just did uh, for Utah fans and just ask you some questions about the Utes so Cougar fans can get more more familiar with the team uh, that obviously owns a nine-game winning streak over their beloved Cougars. So let's start here, Brian. Who is the biggest question mark on Utah's offense currently? Well, I don't know if it can be one single individual, but it's likely the entire offensive line for the University of Utah, as we still don't really know who's the starter coming out of camp at right guard. The Utes have sustained a few injuries. We didn't see any of Sautawa Laumea, who was last year's starter, was an honorable mention, all-pack 12 performer, a tremendous freshman entity. We didn't see any of Jaron Kump, who won the starting job at tackle last year. We did happen to get a glimpse of Bamadeli Olaseni. Uh, the British Olasheni, excuse me, the British import. Uh, he's roughly the size of a Range Rover. So if you're into that kind of thing, you know, he'll be likely playing at the left tackle position. But that's all a question mark right now. We just don't know who's going to be starting up front for the University of Utah on the offensive line. Okay. I like that. Uh, what is the, I don't know how to term this the right way, but. Who okay? Here we go. Who is the best running back on Utah's roster? 
That's a loaded question, Jake, because I don't think anybody really knows the answer to that one. But the one that that is most likely to haunt BYU fans' nightmares and the one who has the physical gifts is without a doubt Tavion Thomas. And he was an absolute beast against Washington State or uh, Weber State. Oh, boy. We're jumping ahead. I swear I'm not looking ahead to opponents. That's not what's happening here. Hey, Utah State beat Washington State. We can count it. Yeah, this, no, this is entirely a locked-on Pac-12 uh, mistake. It has nothing to do with future opponents. I can promise you that. But Thomas was out, outstanding. He had, uh, I believe it was 12 rushes for 109 yards, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, if I am, if I am, I'm sure somebody will find a way to correct me on social media. But Thomas is, is the one who generated the most buzz from the coaching staff throughout fall camp. He showed it against Weber State. He had two rushing touchdowns, and he is an absolute load. He is 6'3" two thirty and that is a lot to tackle, especially for a guy who runs as quickly as he does. All right. Who is Utah's wide receiver that BYU fans need to know about? Because I think a lot of them just kind of overlook that wide receiver unit. And they know a few of the names that have been there in the past. Britton Covey, Solomon Enos. The newcomer is Theo Howard. He's a transfer from Oklahoma. Originally played at UCLA. Has had a couple injuries over the years. But he showed that he was pretty reliable. Had one catch for 19 yards in, in, in you know with only 27 attempts. That's a pretty good game, especially considering how Utah really likes to spread the ball around. Theo Howard could be the kind of guy whose experience, his athleticism could give BYU defensive backs fits uh, but there's also a lot of other guys out there who aren't wide receivers who catch passes for the University of Utah so I may end up looking like a fool which I often do it's no big deal I'm used to it I'm going to call this the Brett Ratliff Memorial Award but who is the Utah offensive player who is going to show up randomly and tear the hearts out of Cougar Nation well, it's going to be a surprise to BYU fans, but not likely to Utah fans. That's Dalton Kincaid. He's a transfer tight end from San Diego. He is originally, in fact, fun fact, Jake, he's originally from Las Vegas, Nevada, the Henderson area. Okay. So Dalton grew up in the heart of the rivalry. In fact, uh, at some point in time, I'm sure he'll tell the stories about his rivalry experiences growing up as, as, as he and I have had a chance to, to chat previously. Uh, but Dalton Kincaid, caught two touchdown passes in the game against Weber State and in a room full of good tight ends he's starting to emerge as the cream of the crop and that's impressive when you consider that Brant Keithy was one of the best tight ends in the Pac-12 last year. What is one thing uh, that BYU fans need to know about Charlie Brewer's skill set? Precision. Charlie Brewer is a precision passer. He is a precision decision maker. He carries a precision attitude about himself. For all the different quarterbacks that we've seen on either side of the rivalry over the years, I don't believe that the University of Utah has had as precise a decision maker and precise a passer as Charlie Brewer since the days of Brian Johnson. And that is either a good sign for BYU fans or a bad sign for BYU fans if he plays up to the uh, almost 10,000 yards that he's amassed over the four years that he started at the college FCS level. FBS. Oof. FBS, you know, it's all right. Uh, flipping over the defense here, Brian, who are the standout defensive linemen for Utah who are going to make it impossible seemingly for BYU to run the football once again? 
Well, Jake, that's the problem is that while the names change, the uh, dominance never does. This year, it's Huati Pututau and Vianney Mawala, two names that BYU fans really haven't gotten a chance to know at all because they didn't play last year. But here's the problem. Pututau and Vianney Mawala have both taken massive steps forward from last season as both have gotten in better shape. And Huati Pututau for a long time has been known amongst Utah's offensive line as the most difficult to block in one-on-one and pass rush situations. Vianney Mawala dropped almost 30 pounds. He's finally in shape, and he showed that against Weber State. This is an athletic, strong, stout defensive line, and they do an excellent job of occupying blockers and allowing those Utah linebackers to make plays. Who is uh, Devin Lloyd and what makes him so good? Devin Lloyd is Utah's defensive player of the year candidate, and he is one of the most uh, prolific defensive players at the University of Utah. What really makes him great is the fact that the University of Utah projected him as a linebacker despite the fact that he played safety in high school and he has taken that mantle and and jumped aboard on it full throttle. He's done a tremendous job of working his, his body into being a linebacker, working his mind into being a linebacker and studying film nonstop to the point to where he is absolutely a candidate for the best linebacker ever at the University Utah. Obviously, uh, BYU fans are very familiar with Utah being a factory for NFL prospects in the defensive secondary. Who is the next great Ute uh, to come out of that secondary to make it big in the NFL? I think this might be a lot of uh, surprise to a lot of Utah fans, but I think it's JT Broughton, the corner opposite of Clark Phillips, the heralded recruit uh, the University of Utah nabbed away from Ohio State, has done nothing but shut down every single opponent that's come into his his line of of sight line of sight. He's a former Oklahoma State champion in the hundred meter, and he uh, also made a very exciting appearance on uh, social media, vacating his uh, uh, I, I, I don't know if I can really say wins but uh, vacating his stomach while uh, recovering from a play in which he defended a pass aka he yacked all over it's going to be a gif that's going to be used for many years to come we all are aware of that if you're on social media, go to my feed. You'll already see how I felt about work on Tuesday. Uh, good call on that. All right, Brian, a couple more for you here. Who is the Utah defensive player that we have not mentioned so far today that you believe is going to stand out Saturday night? It might be Brandon McKinney, the transfer from Washington. He had a pretty solid game against Weber State, made a few tackles, made a few plays, had some big hits. I think he's getting more and more comfortable with the system. If that happens, the uh, the former four-star athlete who uh, went looking for more playing time could be a name that uh, Cougar fans loathe by the end of the day or Utah fans cheer. There you go. All right, last thing, obviously. What is your prediction for Saturday night's contest? I do agree with you, Jake, as we we spoke about this earlier, that this is an improved BYU football team. I think that Jared Hall is a dangerous player. I think it's the only thing that's really been able to stop him previously have been injuries. 
And then the University of Utah will have their hands full trying to stop that stop that Cougar uh, passing attack with the tight ends. It, it's it's going to be a complicated, uh, complex game for both sides. But at the end of the day, I think Utah has a lot of depth that BYU doesn't quite have yet and has a little bit more edge of inexperience up front. I think BYU's defensive line is going to struggle, or excuse me, I think Utah's defensive line is going to uh, be able to attack the BYU offensive line. I think that the BYU defensive Defensive line will give Utah plenty of struggles as that offensive line is still not quite set in stone. But at the end of the day, I think the depth at Utah, the ability that they have to go four deep at running back and 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 tight end and 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 wide receiver. And the cool con demeanor of Charlie Brewer is going to give the Utes an edge. Uh, I believe you said seven points in your prediction. I'll go uh, I'll go thirty-eight to thirty-four. Ooh, wow. Only a four-point difference. You're expecting a shootout essentially. Defense optional. Okay. All right. Well, that's how I roll. It, it, hey, let's put it this way: if a certain rumor about a certain conference that BYU may be joining in the relatively near future is true, it'd be very hashtag on brand of them to play this type of a game. I'm like Zach Harper. I just want to go from three point line to three point line and never play defense. Let's score buckets. I dig it. I dig it. Well, Brian, thank you for taking the time. It's always good to catch up with you. And as as mentioned, some of you are familiar with his voice. Others uh, others of you probably could get more familiar with his voice. Yeah, one way or another, you're going to hear about me. So uh, hopefully it's just not on Cougar Board. It's somewhere cool like Twitter. There you have it. Brian Brown locked on Utes. Really, really fun guy, even though if he may root for the wrong team. Brian is still one of the best human beings out there. And thank you to him for taking some time to answer some questions about Utah. A couple of notes for you guys before we go real quick. Uh, BYU Women's Soccer drew nil-nil with Utah in double overtime in their annual rivalry matchup up there at Ute Field. Would have been nice to see the Cougars uh, get the victory in the end, but ends with no score overall. Uh, The Cougars obviously probably a little disappointed not getting that win because Utah was coming in relatively weakly into that matchup, but we'll have more for you guys on the women's soccer front. We'll do more of a recap fully of the weekend ahead for them on Monday's podcast. And also, best of luck to the BYU Women's Volleyball Program, number 12 team in the country. They are back in Pittsburgh uh, for a three-match weekend against the Pitt Panthers and two other programs. They'll play three matches overall, and I'm expecting them to come home 9-0 and on the season. At worst, maybe 8-1, and and best of luck to Heather Olmstead and her squad out there. Like I said, we'll do a full recap of that for you guys. And also, it's the first weekend of the NFL. I hope all the former Cougars and the pros have good games out there. Zach Wilson making his first start for the New York Jets. Many of you actually be traveling to that game, doing that charter. The David Nealman, his uncle, is chartered to go to that game after the Holy War game. Have fun with that. Looking forward to that. Fred Warner named team captain uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. Zach Wilson also a team captain for the New York Jets. So a fun, week ahead, fun weekend ahead in the NFL. We'll have that all covered for you guys coming up next week. As I mentioned, if news breaks today and it warrants it, I'll do a special edition to talk about the Big 12 invite for BYU. And obviously, we'll also do a post-game recap edition, a special edition postcast is what we call it talking about whatever happens in the rivalry game tomorrow. Enjoy it, folks. Send in your predictions now. Locked on Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Also follow me at Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter. And as always, feel free to reach out via email. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. 
Have a good one, folks. We'll talk to you guys over the weekend. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for September 10th, 2021.